I don't know why they call them chasers. It's not like those can run real fast. Double vodka with hot brownie chasers. He just wanted to watch me eat it. Naked. I can't say that. That's dirty. Chasers will do anything to get into your pants. I love them. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun and fabulous Chubs Gone Wild. This is episode 516, recorded on October 23rd, 2000. 23 and guess what we are going to be recording on oh we're going to be recording next week on my birthday oh god it'll be fun we're gonna have a big birthday blowout i can't wait to get my pumpkin or witch cake this year i love birthday cakes Although I did ask for uh, a carrot cake, so I doubt they're going to make a carrot cake in a witch or pumpkin form. But, you know, whatever. I'm good. It's cake. It's currently 76 degrees and sunny outside the Chubbs Gone Wild remote studios. And um, did you enjoy the rain? Um, I I did. (laughs) I did until I couldn't hear anything. Huh. At one point it was so loud I had the door open and I was talking to somebody on FaceTime and I could barely hear them at one point because it was just com- coming down like crazy and I I actually filmed it and I sent it to you. Yes. Um and it was that's not the sound from the spout that is the sound from the rain itself hitting uh, you know everything that it, that it hits and it was like wow that is some crazy shit that is because uh, we just don't see it you know we go six months until we see rain on average and you then know when we get it it like is a sudden downpour like like the heavens just opened up a bucket it was crazy yeah i recorded a little bit too but yours was much more like really showed the craziness of it anyway uh, so yes, I'm looking forward to more, um, maybe, you know, a l- tiny bit more moderate there, but, uh, looking forward to more rain. Hey, I, um, I was just, uh, looking, I got a little bit of nostalgia going on. I've been thinking about a movie. You probably know the movie because, um, well, you're the movie guy. Uh, it was called, where is it? Okay. It's called bachelor party with tom hanks do you know this film um yeah yeah so i have not seen it in i don't know 30 years uh who has yeah well that's the thing okay so at least i haven't seen it past 1990 uh so anyway it was like one of my mom's and my favorite film well i won't say favorite but it was one of those that we watched like over and over and over 
I don't know whether we just had a VHS of it or what, but we ended up watching it a lot. And so I started to feel nostalgic. And lately, I've been seeing a lot of people like talking about going back and watching older films that they loved and watching it from our perspective of our society now and going, ooh, that I kind of wish I didn't go back and watch that because, wow, now I'm kind of creeped out by that. Um, anyway, so I kind of wanted to go, I, I started thinking about Bachelor Party and I wanted to go watch it and it's not anywhere. You can pay a lot of money to buy it on like DVD or a Blu-ray, uh, which they have a few copies of, but it is not on any streaming service or anything else. You can't buy it on Voodoo. Nowhere. But then, you know, that, that happens. There's some movies that they, uh, like, I want to get a copy of Who's Killing the Great Chefs of Europe. I don't um, even know if I know that one. It was a George Siegel movie with uh, Jacqueline Bissett, and it came out uh, in the 70s. Um, and I don't know how popular it was. I wasn't really, you know, watching quite close at that point of the box office. But it's it's this wonderful, funny film, and there's the this um, food critic. He's this big, heavy guy. Um, Robert Morley played him, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was oh, he's just the rudest, rudest man in the whole world. You know, he's got uh, a black chauffeur that he calls Mamumba. Oh and, gosh! And he's like <laughs> talking about you know, go back and see it. It's probably horrible. Uh-huh. Um, but he's like. Pull me, Mamumba, not push me, uh, trying to get him out of the backseat of the car. So, I mean, it was a very funny movie, but I'm sure it's, it's terribly sexist and racist, but what, uh-huh. you know, a lot of movies were back in those days. To, right. You can go back and watch Blazing Saddles if you've got a sense. Oh, I'm of, right. Um, yeah. Your, what is it? Uh, uh, your, uh, sense of morality and, uh, has, has changed it all from the seventies. Do not go back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I, I imagine I'll feel that way with Bachelor Party, but I had wanted to uh, give it a rewatch and of course I can't find it. But guess what? Uh, another movie that I found that is not available in digital. Um, uh, who's killing the Great Chefs of Europe? Uh, possibly, but, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. You can get Revenge of the Nerds 2 and on, but you can't get the original. But you know what you can get? Joe versus the volcano. That right. thing is like free on Tubi. They're just like, fuck this. Put it out there. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. To me, those are two kind of classic, you know, 1980s films, especially Revenge of the Nerds. But yeah, so I might just have to, you know, buy the DVD or put it on my wish list or something. And, you know, but. Eh, I don't know. I'd like to see it, though. Maybe I'll have to ask a friend if uh, he can magically, you know, conjure something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the second? It was uh, Bachelor Party and what was the second one? Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. You know, just double checking to see if, because uh, Revenge hey, of the wouldn't, Nerds. Hey, would you happen to have a copy of those on DVD? It, uh, probably. I, I know I have Revenge of the Nerds, but... Yeah. I, I, nothing's in order. 
Mm, you know, as an OCD person who uh, loves to de-hoard, every time I, I, I think about that room, I'm just like, my mind spins. Well, in it's a good just... way, in a, in a like, oh, let's organize, let's alphabetize, like, yeah, but every time somebody goes in there and goes, "Oh no, it should be this way," and they start, it, it, remember uh, the classic scene from Trolling? Oh yes, yes. That, that's ha- that happens here. It's like I I was at, at one point I had them done by genre. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 that wasn't working because then everything just got shoved onto the empty shelf. Okay. Okay. And so um, after that, I tried alphabetical alphabetical order right and um and that just goes so fast into total shit that 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 didn't it did just it doesn't work um mm-hmm. i have way too many discs to to try to do it yeah yeah i get it, it i totally get it uh but i will look uh, i will see if i have revenge of the nerds i i know i i know i have that one I don't know that I would have gotten Bachelor Party, but I may have gotten it for free. So, oh, okay. you never can tell. Cool. Well, we will we will look that up and we will see if we can figure that out. All right. Cool. Um, let's go ahead and jump into it's being eight days till Halloween, thirty-one till Thanksgiving, fifty-eight, fifty-eight. Uh, 45 until Hanukkah, 59 until winter solstice, 63 until Christmas, 64 till Kwanzaa, 70 till New Year's Day, and, well, not quite that far until our year-end contest uh, ends. So our year-end contest where we uh, pick somebody that has sent us an email or given us a phone call or interacted with us some way where we were aware of it put all your names into a big uh digital hat and have a website randomly pick somebody and then uh we send you a a fun little holiday package and considering how much phoenix dave loved the halloween package um our our year-end uh holiday packages are just as fun all right well um patreon offers folks a way to support creators and receive rewards not open to the general public like special podcast videos books and so much more uh we want to thank our current patrons clint nephi nick dj stasage rosa Univaz, eric sean kingsley brothers and natus phoenix dave and moose p please visit patreon.com slash game. Figure out how you can become a supporter for as little as a dollar a month. Oh my goodness, Tom's holding up a great big dildo. Oh no, that's a ice cream cone. Is that Dairy Queen? Uh, no, it's the Cone Zone. No. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know that one. Where the Cone Zone is, but I don't think it's in no. town. You know, speaking of uh, Pennsylvania, we're fucked. Town. It's Where in Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but that's that's mighty big. Mm. Um, speaking of holidays, so I was working on my uh, holiday cards uh, about a week ago, as I do. That's for Halloween? Uh, no, no, those are already those were taken care of in like September. Um, that's I didn't get one. I know you didn't. Hmm. 
that's okay. You get other fun stuff, like the pleasure of recording with me. <laughs> anyway, the, seat with that. <laughs> but uh, I was getting ready for it, and I I had to order stamps, and um, I looked at the amount of cards and the amount of stamps, and I, I don't know, maybe I should ask Santa for some stamps for Christmas because oh my gosh. Um, I wasn't one of the smart people that had the money to like go out and, you know, when stamps were like 47 cents and grab a bunch of forever stamps. Uh, so wow. Postage has definitely gone up and I have, uh, wow. I'm just surprised. So it is truly a labor of love. All right. Well, speaking of labor of loves, it's time for an affirmation. No, don't be that way. Are you ready? This is scratching my my chin. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Down your throat. Okay, uh, today's affirmation. Deep breath. Clear your head. Take a moment. (sighs) Everything I touch is a success. Prosperity of every kind is drawn to me. And that is very true, because whenever I touch myself, it is a success. Yeah, well, I wish I was that lucky. Huh. Well, it will be. It'll, it'll get there. Don't you fret. All right. Uh, this day in history, Marcus Janus, 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 I don't know, Junus, maybe they spelled it wrong, Brutus, a leading conspirator in the assassination of Julius Caesar died Hearsay. by... What, what? Hearsay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, he died by suicide after his defeat at the Second Battle of Philippi. 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 Philippine. I don't know. Uh, also, the suffragist organizi- organizers hold the first ever National Women's Rights Convention in Worcestershire, Massachusetts, on October 23rd, 1850. More than 1,000 delegates from 11 states arrived for the two-day conference, which had begun had been planned by members of the Anti-Slavery Society. So that was a big, big historical day. Is that Worcestershire? Um, it's Worcestershire, Worcestershire, it's not Worcestershire, but it's Worcestershire, Worcestershire, I don't know, whoever lives there that listens is probably like screaming into the mic, ah! anyway, well, let's see if we celebrate any holidays today, it is Event Organizers Day, haven't done that in a while, but used to, so there, uh, it's National Boston Cream Pie Day, did you know Boston Cream Pie is actually a cake? I do. See, I didn't until recently. That's because you're a dummy. Oh, thank you. I hope that you get a nice cream pie. <laughs> no cream. <laughs> uh, Lactose and chocolate. Oh, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So it's also National Canning Day. No, thank you. Uh, Croc Day. I'm assuming the kind on your feet. I'm Yay, not- I celebrate it. Oh, you, do you wear Crocs? Only. Uh, my mom, I think, pretty much. I know. Crocs. We're, we're Croc sisters. Yes. Um, all right. National Horror Movie Day. Okay. 
watched any movies with horrors lately? Um, I was watching short things with horror. Oh, I don't know that. Um, it's scaries on YouTube. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Whole movies, and you know, it's weird because I haven't really watched a whole scary movie because all the stuff is shorts now. I'm not shorts, but like, um, you know, you got American Horror Stories, you've got, Mm. uh, you've got uh, Goosebumps. That's uh, kind of a limited series kind of thing. There's a a thing on uh, Peacock from. uh, John Carpenter, which is five separate, you know, hour long little short movies, but we're not getting a whole lot of long movies. So it's mostly like collections of vignettes or something. That, or... that kind of stuff, because, you know, uh, that's the one thing I think the problem with horror movies is that they spend so much time um, on, you know, a two hour, you know, uh-huh. I just want to be scared. Oh. And it seems like, oh, great. Now we got a storyline about people I don't care about who ultimately don't even matter in the text of the film because they just needed to cram something in there to make it longer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I like the short stuff because it's, it's like, well, it was terrible, but it was only 40 minutes, you know, or it was great and it was only 40 minutes. That's fantastic. Right. I, I totally get that. Think I don't, about the, I don't the, like, like watching. The, what night werewolf or you know that, that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it was good werewolf by night do you know there's a color version out now i do yeah i i'm not going to go back and watch it just for the color but um but it's not the same it's the same movie but in color uh-huh oh that's dumb yeah <laughs> i thought that was like a sequel well you know there's some people like you're married to who can't watch black and white stuff so they wanted to update it so that you know they could watch it in color and get more viewers. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's also National iPod Day. Who has an iPod anymore? I don't know. Uh, my mom, I remember buying my mom an iPod, uh, and it was like the little one, like, that has the little tiny thing that you hit this. Just oh, okay, right. It. it was a very old version, but, I mean, it, it was just like, it was so one of those things where I was like able to get her something that was not only could she use at work and, but it was so like new and technological and I saved up the like 125 bucks for it and, and everything. And uh, she still has it. She doesn't have, really use it now, but she still have, has it. I have mine and uh, I can still charge it. I can use it if I want. Yeah. Same. But you know, the problem is, is that um, everything just, the technology changes so quickly. Yeah. And now your phone is your iPod. So speaking of technology, so my, um, so YouTube started screaming and yelling at me, bitch, you have an ad blocker. Stop using your ad blocker. We're going to show these screens to you. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm still not disabling my ad blocker for your 10 minute commercials. Every two minutes. Anyway, so then it said, well, if you're not going to do that, then we're just not going to show you any videos at all. And it, lit- and it literally just stopped. Like, everything was just zero. So under much duress and several foul words, I hit the one-month free trial of the 
commercial free. And plus, it'll play when you turn your iPad off. If your video's still going, it'll still go to blah, blah, blah. And, well, fuck, $13 a month, but I'm liking it. Annoyed as hell, but liking it. And it's so nice not to see those freaking commercials every five minutes. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I got a free three-month, I think it was a three-month trial or six months. It was, yeah. It was, and, and at the end of it, it's like, I can't go back now. I can't go back and watch, you know, five second commercials every time they, especially when I'm in the middle of a paranormal thing and something scary is about ready to happen. And then I have to listen to, you know, state farm commercial and then click off it and then go back to, it's just a nightmare. Or the ones that they won't let you until it runs, the time runs out. Oh, so frustrating. Anyway, so I ended up with it and I'm annoyed, but. I'm also liking it, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. Charger back is hard to do. <laughs> Charger, yeah. yeah, exactly. And okay, uh, it's also National Mole Day or Mole Day, depending. I don't know. Uh, uh, is that the brown sauce or is that the brown creature? That's what I I, I imagine it's probably the creature, but. You know, because there's a little little thing over the e, but who knows? Oh, then that's the mole. Yeah. That is that that is the sauce. Huh. You like it? It's kind of got a. It's a, it's made with chocolate. Mole, mole, mole. What? It's made with a, uh, um, uh, you know, one of those dark, dark chocolates. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Of, okay. I gotcha. Oh, but you know what? We're also missing that it could be a mole, like no. You know, there's only two good moles in the world this one and this one, and everybody else's moles need to go away. (laughs) I was watching watching Naked Attraction on Max, and this guy had some. What? Did I mention this last episode? I did. Okay, yeah. It was horrible. It was horrible. Uh, I, I feel for you. I don't mind usually, but anyway. Um, also, oh man, I wish I could do this one. It is National Slap Your Irritating Coworker Day. Yeah. Yeah, I know how you feel. Well, you're not working anymore. You're retired. Uh, well, I, I consider us as like working. Really? Oh, we could slap each other and end up being like in a Buster Keaton movie. Well, that, that was the idea. <laughs> All right. It's also Paralegal Day. Uh, swallows depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. Do you remember that movie? Weren't you the one that brought that movie in? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a good. I actually. No, really I don't know why. It. I don't know why it didn't become a bigger success. I don't know, but even I even a, uh, even a small success amongst the you know the corrective <laughs> yeah. video people. Nothing. Right. It was, was totally like disappeared, and it's too bad because it was really really good. It, it really was. In fact, I was the one that uh, did the review of it for the uh, program that year and just really enjoyed the film. All right. It's also TV talk show host day. Well, that's kind of us if you're watching the video. So we're celebrating that one. We'll take that as a win. All, All right. right. 
next up, we do have some birthdays. And we would like to wish very, very special happy birthdays to Mark, Kimberly, uh, let's see, and another Mark, uh, Anthony, Alfonso, Deanna, Stephen, uh, another Deanna. Wow, it's a lot of Deannas and Marks. Uh, Timothy, Ma- another Mark. We got Terry, uh, another Marcus, um, Corey, AJ, Marvin, Ricky, Chad. Oh, that Chad, he is a bodybuilder. He looks like Superman with a mustache. It's just incredible. And also Michael from uh, the formerly of the Kennedy Gallery. No longer of the Kennedy Gallery. Now the Palm Springs world. And also it is... uh, yeah. What? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. My, Michael Kennedy moved to Palm Springs and he is opening some, well, looking at businesses and stuff down there. Good for him, but yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but yeah. a total loss for us. Honestly, he is one of the yeah. hardest working community members. Wow. Okay. And of course, Misha Rockefeller, who is actually Michael Kennedy's uh, drag ego. And, um, well, it looks like he's raising money this year for uh, an organization that um, is different than the one he usually does. So, anyway, we take back all the nice stuff that we said about him. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, next Monday. No, it doesn't count. Okay. So, all right, what we got next here? Did birthdays. Happy birthday, everybody. Uh, feedback, nothing in the feedback. Sorry to hear about. Uh, and, um, well, chub hugs, and I, I think you should go first this time. Oh, um, chub hugs. Let me think. Um, damn it, you didn't. Exactly. What? What? That's, but I'm, I'm the same way right now. It's like the only chub hugs I can think to send out are to a dear friend of mine who, uh, in Israel. Uh, no, thankfully not. in. we're not really sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's so, just uh, that. well, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm getting my flu shot this week. Oh, it's about and, time. No, that's good. Actually. No, I didn't want to, I couldn't do it when I, I had my cough because they would get all weirded. So I had yeah. to get that. And then, uh, but I need to get it done this week because, uh, you know, I, I, I like to get it before I go on vacation. Definitely. And then you can get all that. If, if you do have a reaction to it, you can get out. I had a little bit of a sore arm, but other than that, I did not have any, any reaction to it. And I didn't have any reaction except, a, like I said, a little soreness around the spot of my COVID, uh, this time either. So no problems with any of that. Um, the, and then what was the other thing? I had a, I had a hepatitis B, uh, vaccine just because they were like, Hey, guess what? You know what you should do? And I was like, man, okay. So, yeah. Well, you'll just let anybody stick you. Oh, yes. If you've got a little prick, I'm ready to take it in the arm. <laughs> All right, celebrity deaths. Oh, I'm sorry. You did you have chub hugs? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, They're to, free. 
our, our people, our friends in Israel, mm. and uh, our friends in Ukraine, and yes. uh, um, anybody, anybody uh, have uh, something else? I'm thinking I'm missing a big one there. And I... How about anybody that is uh, gay and living in a country where they could be killed for it? Well, yeah, I, I, I talk to them all the time. Uh, oddly enough, I, it, they scare me. You know, when I when I hear from people that are like, you know, chatting me up or something in, in a place, like, I'm just like, God, please be careful. Please be using encrypted <laughs> text messages. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. Hey, uh, Celebrity Deaths. British actress Hayden Gwynn, whose many credits include The Crown, died October 20th at 66 after a diagnosis of cancer. Mark Howard James, the hip-hop producer and DJ, better known as 45 King, uh, died October 19th at 62. Gosh, these guys are so young. Um, Dwight Twilley, tell you there was a name from the past. Uh, the pop singer no, and songwriter who uh, no, is known for co- uh, songs including I'm on Fire and Girls died October 18th at 72. Joanna Merlin, the actress who originated the role as... Right. Seisel? Seidel? In Fiddler on the Roof? On Broadway died uh, in Los Angeles on October 15th at 92. Bert you know, Young. Bert Midler, Bert, Bert Midler was in the um, um, the original production. She wasn't in the original cast, but the original production of Fiddler on the Roof. Wow. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. But awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing a copy of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, luck on that. Hmm. Uh, let's see, do, 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 um, Joanna Merlin, the actress did that one. Okay. Burt okay. Young died on October 8th at 83. He was, uh, he starred in with uh, Sylvester Stallone in the Rocky movies and many others. And at first I was like, ah, it sounds familiar. And then when I saw a picture of him, he was in so much. He did everything in the seventies and the eighties, especially uh-huh. if he needed any kind of, uh, uh, a toady kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Italian gangster. Yep. Uh, I mean, if you needed that guy, he was there. Yes. Yeah. And, and wow, what a, what a career he had. Um, okay. Uh, Laura, 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 Laura Parker, uh, died at age 84 on October 12th. And was known for playing the witch Angelique in the original Dark Shadows TV series. So I sent uh, I sent our our friend uh, Toppy Smelly a uh, a little note of condolence because he is a huge Sean. Uh, he is a huge uh, Dark Shadows fan. <laughs> in fact, they, they talked about it. he he actually uh, intrigued me enough to watch it, and I watched I don't know about five or six episodes and well they're terrible they're terrible yeah in 19 in 1960 you know six it was really cool 
But yeah. I'll tell you, when you sit there and the characters are, are being very dramatic and then you see the sound boom shadow fall over their face <laughs> like this, that just, uh-huh. just shadow across, and then the, the boom does this. Uh-huh. Depending on, it's okay, now it's talking <laughs> to the other character. Okay, and, and when you see that, you're kind of going, okay, I'm I'm now out of this whole thing. Uh, it's They've lost me. Uh-huh. But, you know, uh, but I remember... When we came back from um, Portugal, um, uh, that was on TV, and all my friends would run home and watch that every mm-hmm. day. And I couldn't because we only had one TV. Ugh, I can't even imagine now. <laughs> one TV, and my mom, her soap operas were on at the same time. So mm-hmm. DVR. Um, occasionally, I'd go over to friends' houses and because everybody was watching it and and you'd sit there and you watch it and i'd be like well i i really don't know what's going on oh it's so scary and i'm like i don't see anything scary yeah he's a vampire and barely you know i mean yeah the storylines stretch so long yes that's one thing i did notice is that it just because it was like a daily soap opera i guess and so they had to you know i mean yeah Nothing got tied up quickly in in soap opera land. So right. Oh, okay. Um, so celebrity news: Meryl Streep and her husband Don Gummer have been separated for more than six years, and while they will always care for each other, they have chosen lives apart. Hmm. Seems to be the uh, the thing to do now. Uh. You know, I think what it is, I've noticed that these women get into their, like, 70s, -hmm. and they're done with men. Yeah. It's just kind of done with them, you know, it's like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's what happened with, um, oh, gosh, I can't believe I forgot her name. Um, Our our dear friend from, she was the, in Booze and Buddies. Booze and Buddies? Remember Booze and Buddies? The redhead, the 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 lesbian, the the amazing person yeah. who Holland I love. Taylor. In, in her, what? Holland Taylor. Thank you. She's I married. believe I forgot that. I absolutely love her. Yes. Anyway, same thing. What do you mean? She got to a certain age and she said, I'm done with men. Now it could have been about like 17 or 18, but it's no, still she- She's always been a lesbian, so that's what that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it was. It well, was that, that's not the same you know, thing. Okay, it was a joke. I'm not, you're saying Meryl Streep's a lesbian now? Is that what you're saying? I would love it if she was a lesbian. These well, older actresses who are so phenomenal, man, if they all just came out, I would just be, I'd love, I'd just be so happy. Except, you know what every cis man with a cis straight man would say. Oh, that's good. I wouldn't want to fuck him anyway. Well, that's okay because nobody <laughs> would want to fuck you anyway. So Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, uh, but yeah. that's the way it is. And uh, gay men, yeah, they don't want to fuck you either. Sorry. Okay, oh. Jeremy Renner recently spoke with CNN about his recovery from the accident and how his life has changed in the past nine months. I just feel very blessed and very lucky to be upright and walk around and live life. I'm very, very clear. My life is very lean, if that makes sense. 
there's no fat in my life anymore. Wow. Okay. I think he is going to be ostracized from our show. Uh, I don't have time for that. So there's something really beautiful about having that superpower. No, he's referring to the decluttering of his life. Something that you were just mentioning that you do all the time. And now you're, 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 look at you judging him. I'm, I'm ashamed of you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he called me fat and said he had no time for me. So I'm done with him. Uh, but anyway, yeah, something like that would be a real, real, real fucking life changer. Well, you know, the thing was he was saving his nephew. Mm-hmm. He got run over by that thing. And right. he's very lucky he is upright and walking. Especially for all the bones he broke and everything else. They weren't even sure he was going to live. He's terrible. Terrible yeah. situation. All right. At the age of 82, Martha Stewart can do what she wants. That includes dressing how she wants. She was recently asked about dressing for one's age. Dressing for whose age? She reportedly responded. I don't think about age. I think people are more and more fabulous than they've ever been in their senior years, and I applaud every one of them. Thanks, Martha. I agree. I well, you, agree. you can agree, but I have to thank her for the, the kind words. <laughs> yes, you do. You should send her a thank you card, actually. It's that fitting. Well, and handwritten at that. Oh, well, Martha, damn right. And make sure that you, like... Uh, do like I used to do and have like a little spiced chai tea bag and rub it on the card so that when they open it, they get a nice little like homey, homeopathic scent. Well, I also like to make sure that the card's just a little bit miscut so she can tell that it's been done by hand and not, you know, just came oh, that way. I love that idea. And mm-hmm. and also, you know, like little edgings on, on the, the card, you know, if, remember those scissors that did the certain edgings? Do you remember those when you were a kid? No. Yeah, they, they, they came oh. jagged. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Came jagged. They, yes. they had that were, uh, what do you call the, uh, it's uh, the neck, the neckline that comes around, scalloped. It's, they were scalloped, like, and really pretty. Uh, but I don't, I don't handwrite anything, so that's okay. I, I actually, somebody asked me for my, um, my, uh, uh, uh signature email address oh. and I, I wrote it down, gave it to them. They go, can you just tell me what the email address is? <laughs> they couldn't read it. So. Yeah. I, I have to, like, when I, I have to make sure that I'm warmed up with my writing before I, uh, write my Christmas cards. Otherwise they just are a mess. Well, I, I did. I, I told you this a few years ago, but uh, God, we've been doing this a long time. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I had a friend who sent her nephew. Uh, now she's my age, so it was probably a great nephew. Um, a card up, upon graduation. Upon graduation, uh-huh. and the kid, you know, when she was talking to him on the phone, he goes, "Well, thank you for the card, but I had to have somebody read it to me because I couldn't read. I didn't. I didn't know how to read it." And she's like, you're graduating college and you don't know how to read cursive? I know. I have heard that more and more lately. You know, it really is one of those things where it's going to become like some anthropologist like 100 years from now are going to be like, oh, yes, I can read those hieroglyphics. Those were an old form of writing. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, Tom wants to talk to you about. Okay. Um, Well, the buddy games. Uh, comes to a finale this week. Uh, the gay team, pride team is still there. 
Mm. And they're fully, fully, still the four members. Um, all the other teams are, are three except for one team that's, that's four as well. But, um, they've done really well. So we'll, I don't know if they're going to win or not, but, uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a cute show. It's, it's one of those shows that you put on and they, they have like stupid challenges. So if it's something really gross, right. you watch it, but, uh, otherwise you're playing, you know, uh, free fall on your iPad, but still <laughs> it, it's easy, easy television. Um, Big Brother last week, Jag was the secret HOH. Um, and what they did was they said, okay, there's going to be a secret HOH and he can, he or she can do whatever they want and no one's ever going to know it was them. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jag wins and the first thing he does is tell half the people. And then before the end of the week, he tells the other half of the people. And it's like, and the whole thing that was really cool about that was whoever the secret HOH was, would also get to play in this week's HOH because no one's supposed to know who they were ever. Mm. So um, anyway, so anyway, uh, Jag, uh, uh, he puts up Felicia and Blue, um, but then uh, uh, all of a sudden we find out that there's a secret double veto. So there were two vetoes that were given away. Blue got one, Jag got the other. They both pulled down people. Well, Blue pulled down herself. Jag pulled down Felicia and put up America and Corey, and we sent Corey home this week. Ooh. Corey. Oh, I'm so glad to get Corey out of the fucking house. <laughs> um, and, uh, America hopefully will go this week. But, and then the funny thing is last night, um, on Big Brother, Jag won HOH again. So, uh, they're, they're going to need to get rid of him. Otherwise he's going to win the show. He's just unstoppable right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the challenge, uh, finished this week and Desi and Chris were the winners of the $250,000 each. Um, uh, True Blood right now, uh, we're just at the end of season four. Uh, Tommy was just killed, uh, by a pack of wolves. Um, but he was actually, Tommy was playing Sam because he, he had the ability to shapeshift into humans which you're not, most shapeshifters aren't supposed to do. Um, but he was able to do it. So he shifted into Sam, uh, because these werewolves were giving Sam, they were going to come after Sam. So he went after them, but they ended up killing him. Now Sam's going after the werewolves himself. So exciting stuff there. Um, Marnie, who was the medium that, um, Antonio, um, went and, you know, was taking over. Well, Tonya started be- feeling bad for what she was doing. And Marnie goes, are you kidding? We're going to kill all these vampires. We're going to do amazing things. And then Antonia went, oh, okay, well, if you're okay with it, I guess I'm okay with it. And then Suki's having um sex dreams with Bill and Eric, not together, Bill and Eric, but separately or all three of them together. Um, so that's, I like, kind of, I like the all three together. That's- yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because, I, I don't find um Eric attractive or the actor particularly attractive. He's too tall, he's too thin, he's too blonde. Just yeah. Those are all the things that are so good about him. Alexander Skarsgard. But he is just Eric is just so I, I you know, he'd be like the perfect boyfriend if you didn't get killed, you know. Uh, huh, because yeah. he would protect you at all all costs and mm-hmm. 
Um, and he would be solely devoted to you too. And that's the other thing that I really like about Eric. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, at the, the, uh, we just finished the episode. We just finished was the episode. And you'll remember this when the witches are held up at the, um, the, you know, the bookstore and all of a sudden the vampires show up to blow up the fucking town. Oh, and they're that, all standing yes. there. They, they're all standing at the end of the episode, you know, almost arm in arm like we're going to kill these witches uh, and so, looks good uh, this week on, uh, was on the British Bake Off it was chocolate week I won't tell you who won because you're not watching it yet not yet and and I'm going to start I'm going to start giving things away oh, if, okay. if you don't start watching soon well, I'll have to get caught up this week then okay Mass Singer Mass Singer had uh, um uh, they did, a, it was an Elton John week where they had to sing songs of Elton John. And one of them they sang was uh, Philadelphia Freedom. And that was done by the, uh, the British hen. I think that's what they called her, the, uh, the British hen. And so, uh, she sang the song and she ended up being the one that they unmasked. And it's funny because, uh, Ken John, he goes, okay, um, I'm thinking the British hen is, Billie Jean King, and I'll tell you why. Um, Elton John wrote Philadelphia Freedom for Billie Jean King. And uh, I know this is an older woman singing here. And um, and with the clue, this clue and that clue, it says something about sex, uh, uh, the uh, battle of the sexes, which she did with Bobby Riggs. This is Billie Jean King, and it was. Wow. Yeah, that's his third win. Um, out of four weeks now on, on a normal season if these people get two right they're usually the winner of the season so i think ken's gonna definitely if wow. he keeps this up it, i mean it was crazy but i never heard the billy jean king thing before i mentioned it to brian and he goes oh yeah everyone knows that and i go i guess they know that on the east coast because we I don't guess know i had no idea yeah but what a, what a cool you know, that he would pull that out of his head and go, this is yeah. for you. And you got to sing your own song on TV. So that was kind of, it was fun. It was a touching moment. Uh, Gen V, um, which is on prime got renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. Gore. You gotta, gotta love it. If you, if you like Gore, you're going to love it. Um, let's see, uh, to, to, uh, survivor, uh, there's this one team that started the, the season because uh, they were teams of six, and this one team lost the first three people uh, out of the first three weeks, so they were down to three. They split it up to three teams of five. Each one of those people ended up on a different team, So, and the team that lost got rid of the guy, and so that team now has lost four people from their original team. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, it, it's uh, yeah, it's really kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Um on uh let's see are you watching golden bachelor yet not yet okay um kathy goes home and it was funny because on uh i was reading on line and they they were saying oh well kathy's always going to be remembered as the uh zip it girl because she goes she's talking to this other woman and she goes no when you feel like you want to brag about shit just zip it and that's what got her sent away. But I was reading down the, the comments and someone goes, no, she's going to be called the Kath, uh, the Caitlyn Jenner person. Cause that's what she looks like. And I agree. 
She uh-huh. looks so much like Caitlyn Jenner. You just want to go and slap her face. <laughs> so, oh, um, I did co-worker. Yeah. Um, and on Bachelor in Paradise, um, we didn't have a poo baby. So oh. the girl had to leave the show. Oh, poor thing. I know that that was the highlight of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, on Jack Osborne's, uh, scary show that he's got now on Max, um, he's bringing in celebrities. So first week is his mother. Second week is, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, uh, from Batch, uh, the, the mass singer, uh, Jenny McCarthy. And then, um, third week is his sister. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to do better with these celebrities than just bring it. What Ozzy's coming on next week? Oh, anyway, oh yeah. Was... Can you imagine Ozzy getting scared over something? He probably just yeah. thinks it's another drug hallucination, poor thing. Right. So, um, he, uh, but, uh, I'll tell you, Ke- Kelly, she's a good damn, um, reaction. She, she has great reactions huh. when you're watching the show and, and, and she, there's like a noise. She gives you a hundred percent. So I can see she's, uh, it, I, why don't you just call it the Osborne kids? Look for ghosts, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, naked attractions, uh, like I was mentioning, um, they did, I think it was the fourth episode. They have a gay guy looking for, um, uh, for love. And so it's a gay guy and then there's eight, uh, six naked gay guys as well. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because the guy he ended up choosing, um, when, what happens when it's down to two, then the guy who's trying to pick a date, he has to strip down and get naked and come out. So everyone's naked on stage except for the host. And mm-hmm. so um when he's uh, the 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 guy he ends up picking goes, When you turned around and I saw your bum, oh, I was afraid I was going to and he said something British. And I can't remember what it was, but I'm sure it was, you know, like Pop My Johnson or something. Uh-huh. Um, but it was kind of funny. Um uh-huh. um, but it's uh, I'll tell you, you can speed through the the lesbians and and any uh, and too many vaginas. There's, a, you know, if a guy's if the guy's looking and you go, well, the guy's kind of cute. You can speed up until he strips down, and then you only have to see two vaginas that way. <laughs> um, but there's way too many vaginas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, I'm watching Goosebumps over on uh, Disney uh, with Justin Long, and it's actually been quite a fun show. Um, they're all little vignettes that, but they all take, they're all connected, but mm. it, it's, it's basically about a house where, um, they've got haunted things in the house, like, um, a cuckoo clock, a, uh, um, uh, like a, a Polaroid camera. They're all haunted and they're all, so they're, each one of those has its own story, um, inside the, uh, the text of the show. Okay. So it's it's a limited series, but um it's 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 quite fun. Um uh there's a new show called uh Living for the Dead. And this is the um paranormal show that I was mentioning to you a few weeks ago about a gay group of people who go in to hunt ghosts okay. in locations. But it's all stereotypes. It's just good well, it's 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 by the people who made uh Queer, uh, queer eye. Okay. So, 
So you've got a tarot card reader, you've got a witch, you've got a, and they're all, they're all different um, aspects of the gay community. You know, here's the, I don't know if it's cross-dresser or, or, or non-binary person. Um, you've got, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the one, uh, the lesbian. I mean, it's just, you have, you have these facets of the gay community. And the problem is that, that we're too busy trying to be funny and campy uh, in a show that's supposed to be more about being scary. I did see a preview of that. So it I get just, what you're saying. Yeah. It, it's, it feels like it's, they're trying too hard mm-hmm. to be clever and not hard enough to solve the paranormal mysteries that are going on. The yeah. second episode was better, but um, not by much. So, I mean, I'll continue to watch it because, you know, I like my scaries. Right. And uh, let's see. Um, oh, we're watching. Uh, now, have you ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Never. Okay. You would hate all these people in the show. <laughs> they're just they're It's it's a, it's a show about five really awful people and what they do to, um, you know, uh, what they try to get away with. Like, for instance, one episode's called The Gang Finds a Dumpster Baby. So they find a baby in a dumpster and they think, well, um, it's like two of them are going, hey, I'm going to borrow the baby because whenever I'm walking around with the baby, all these hot girls hang out with me. And so, um, you know, I look like the emotional, you know, emotional guy that has a baby and the and the women flock to me because of it. And the two of the others are out going, hey, let's take the baby in and see if we can't make money off him as an actor. And then Danny DeVito comes in and goes, what the hell is this? Where's the baby come from? And he, they go, we found him in a dumpster. And he goes, well, put it back. It's supposed oh. to be in the dumpster. But, but this is how awful these people are. And it's every episode. One is worse than the other. I mean, at, at one episode's worse than the other, and the people are outdoing themselves on being awful. And and after about the first season, it took us like three or four episodes before we actually kind of got into watching horrible people do horrible things. Mm-hmm. It takes a bit to get into do, watching that kind of a show, and yeah. but we are enjoying it. Um, and I did watch. Um, all, I caught up on all my David S. Pumpkin. Uh, episodes on Saturday Night Live with Tom Hanks where they're in the elevator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it makes me laugh every time because it's always like uh, uh, oh, it's David S. Pumpkins and they're like going, wait, who? Who, Who's David S. Pumpkins? Is it from a show? I mean you had the girl from The Ring, I get that, but David S. Pumpkins, it's got to be from something, right? And then they're going, you know, floor 13. And, you know, it's David S. Pumpkins again. It's like, look, we've got 100 floors. We bought a lot of David S. Pumpkins. Okay. Um, It's very funny. And then finally, I watched a movie, uh, Ruby Geller, Teenage Kraken. Okay. Yeah. Which was not this summer uh, at theaters. It's on uh, Peacock. Uh, Sean thought it was cute and enjoyed it. And I thought it was like lame. And it was just, I mean, it was basically a direct-to-video ripoff of – remember the panda movie from uh, Pixar where the 
Asian girl turned into a panda when she got upset and her mother was keeping this from her. And, and so uh, there was this giant panda running oh, around. Oh yes. Red panda or something like that. Red panda. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And well, Ruby Geller is about a uh, Keller. Ge- no, it's not Keller. It's Ruby, it's Ruby something. Anyway, she's uh, her mother is a, her mother and her grandmother are both Krakens. Uh, but they, uh, the mother now lives on land, so she's not a kraken, but she's trying to pass, they're trying to pass as human. And then Ruby finally falls in the water, becomes a kraken, and realizes that she's a kraken. And I'm like, this sounds so familiar. Why does it sound so familiar? Cause it's a direct to video ripoff of, of Red Panda or Panda Red or whatever it was called. Okay. So, wow. uh, and that's it for me. Okay. Um, we do anything together? Uh, yes, actually, I finally finished Ahsoka. Yeah, I did too a year ago. Yeah, well, I finished it uh, this week, and I will say that the um, the last four episodes, uh, well, it got better and better, and I actually liked the the end. Actually, the last two episodes, I was kind of intrigued and kept watching it. Um, well, and the secret I, with this one is if you don't have the background of the characters, exactly. you have to watch them all the way through at once. You know, you you cannot wait a week between episodes because. Right. I don't know what the fuck these people are, who they're doing and what, but you know, yeah. if I'm following a storyline, I can do that if it's faster. So yeah. exactly. And, and that's the thing is I want, I binged the last four episodes cause I just wanted to finish it. And then when they got to like the planet and the witches and all the other stuff they were doing and the fighting and I was like, okay, now see, I still don't, I don't really understand a lot of the background except that, you know, Anakin was her she was Anakin's Padawan and I'm like how the hell did Anakin have a Padawan because he basically went from being he was still what's his name's Padawan when he turned evil and killed all the younglings and all that I don't anyway but apparently I would know this if I you know knew that other show anyway point being once it got going in the last four episodes it I enjoyed it because it was just fun. And that's it. Uh I would be interested in yeah. it coming back. Okay, thank you, people. Fuck. But um Chubb hugs out to Nephi, who interrupts shows. Uh but anyway, wow. uh I would be interested in watching a second season, but if I did, I would really try to go watch some Clone Wars or something so I knew a little bit more about what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, no, not me. see, that's the thing, though, is that when they did the episode where they had the flashbacks of some of the the Clone Wars and the stuff that happens and actually gave it some context so that people that didn't see that knew what the hell was going on, then it became more interesting. So, anyway, that was that. And I have not watched anymore the Halloween Baking Championship, which you know for me is very odd, but honestly it just got so I don't know. I just didn't care. Probably yeah. around Christmas time I'll suddenly just like want to go watch it again. I don't know. Alright. Um so things that I watched this week, uh I finished The Good Witch 
And I had forgotten the uh, the ending uh, to the series, which was season seven. And I had forgotten that who got married and who split up and all that stuff. So uh, I I realized that season seven, there were elements that I really liked. Like they, they finally actually said they, the characters themselves said that they were witches, which they never did in all the movies or the six plus seasons. Um, and then they finally did toward the end, which I thought was really cool that they were able to do that. There was a lesbian character and a lesbian storyline with a lesbian kiss in like the last five minutes of the last episode. So they basically said, screw you if you don't like it, show's over. Uh, um, and then they finally in the last season realized that there were like black people in the world. Um, and so that was nice to you know have a little bit of diversity in middleton um yeah anyway i i really liked the show but i did realize that season 7 wasn't hitting all those like happy sweet spots uh i went over and watched some i wanted to watch some halloween episodes cuz i really wasn't in the mood for the movies yet and i watched uh two episodes of reba um and they were so fun. I, Reva was such a good show. And for its time, which I think was like, what, 92 or something like that? I don't know. Um, it was it was just really, you know, having the, the single mom and the kids and the husband that cheated, but you're still friends with her and friends with the new wife and all that other stuff. It was it, the concept was just it was really kind of I don't want to say groundbreaking, but it was fresh and new at the time and it was real. Um, but it's such a good show. So the Halloween episodes were awesome. Uh, and then thinking of you, actually, and your love of Modern Family, I thought, well, let's go see if there's any Halloween episodes of Modern Family. And there were. Uh, I watched two of them and both of them are fucking excellent and made me want to go back and watch Modern Family because I think I watched up to like season four or five or something um, and so yeah I kind of want to binge watch that so uh, was it the one where uh, um, they it's uh, where Claire has it at her house and everything he's fucking everyone's fucking up that and... was one of them yes and Great. I thought that was a really good episode the other one was the one where uh, Cam Maybe that was the first, same episode, but it, the the one where Cam had like one candy bar and it made him like completely insane, and he was chasing some kid dressed as Batman who he yeah, thought yeah. egged him, and it turned out not to be you know him. So anyway, it, such a fun show, um, and Luke, damn, for being a doofy little kid, he sure grew up to be pretty. Yes, he did. Uh, also, I watched an episode of Superstore, and the only reason I knew anything about Superstore was because of listening to you and Brian talk about it on Swanner and Judd. Um, so I knew enough about it that it was it was funny, and it was the episode where um the the Nazi woman female cheer whatever security woman dresses up as a cop in a sexy little tiny outfit that's almost too much too tight for her. Do you remember that one? I do. 
Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. It actually kind of made me want to watch Superstore until I started watching the episode after that and said, eh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I saw her in an interview. Yeah. And, and they said, so how did you feel um, having to dress up like that sexy cop? And she's going, what do you mean? I rocked it. What are you trying to say? He did. And it's like uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I, I, I um, no, no, no. Uh, because it, it, they made it sound like, uh, you know, you're, you're too big to be in that outfit. Uh huh. Is what they did, what they were saying. And she just threw it right back at him. And I'm like, Good. I have, I have new, new, uh, love for her. Yeah. No, she did rock that outfit. And I, it was, it was a fun show. Um, then I, I was trying to find something fun to watch so i i saw that there's uh hell's kitchen season 22 and there was about four episodes of it out so i binged that and wow another group of really stupid people um there's a few that i'm like okay i can see who is probably going to go pretty far but then the ones that i swear the ones that they knock out the first few episodes i'm like these have got to be ringers how can you have that long of a litany of, of like restaurant work and everything else and you're this inept? I don't get it. So I, I just think that they have to be like actors. Um, anyway, so uh, watch those. The only other thing that I really watched this uh, this week was um, I went back and I started watching an old BBC show from like... 80s early 80s called yes minister and then its sequel which was yes prime minister and it it has paul eddington in it and a brilliant cast but man when i watched it when i was you know like i don't know 18 19 20 years old i couldn't fucking stand this show i just thought i don't even understand what people are laughing at it doesn't make any damn sense to me and it was because one, I didn't understand anything about politics at that point. And two, I certainly didn't understand anything about British politics at that point. So now when I'm watching it, I, I enjoy it because I understand what they're doing and, you know, why they're saying things and how things work. So it is much more fun, but it's still a little bit of a hard, hard one for me to digest because I don't know, the characters in it are so eh. Anyway, that's it for that. The only other thing that I've been doing this week is uh, my 2023 journal project, which is basically going back through my journal from the beginning of this year on. And anything that any day that I didn't actually write something, I just wrote some notes about what happened. I'm trying to flesh out uh, the notes into an entry and then I can process it all and put it away. All right. Miss Manners, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you better be careful. Uh, so here's Miss Manners. I've been married to my husband for 33 years and have three stepsons. The problem is one of them, Roy, who is 47 years old and lives in another state. Whenever I host fa small family events, Roy inevitably invites another guest and asks me afterwards if they may attend. His guests are always pleasant and I have nothing against them. However, I carefully plan these events and have limited seating in my home. 
I like to keep our family dinners limited to immediate family members, including their spouses, significant others, and grandchildren. I find it extremely rude when Roy will call me the day before and ask if it's okay for Lauren or Jenna to join us. It always changes the tone of our conversations as not everyone knows his friend well. Not to mention the burden it places on me to quickly run out and buy another steak, guest, fla guest favor, etc. When Roy asked the day before to bring his guest to our immediate family dinner, celebrating a milestone birthday for his family, I told him no. I went on to explain that I had purchased a specific number of lobsters, which I get from a seafood store 35 miles away, and which are very expensive because of their large size. He proceeded to tell me he would pick up an extra lobster from a nearby supermarket. I explained it wouldn't be the same with his being much, with his being much smaller. He then said he had already invited her. Oh, I caved and traveled back to the seafood store, spending more money, gas, and time to accommodate his guest. Also, instead of name cards, I had taken the time to gather pictures of each family member and placed them in a small matching gold frames, which I hoped would add a little extra fun to the party as guests found their seats and shared their photos with each other. Well, this stranger would obviously be left out, making things awkward. How can I avoid surprise guests in the future without causing more family drama and potentially hurting the friends' feelings? Bitch, you got too much time on your hands. Just well, know that he's going to do that. Get an extra thing for the extra person he's going to bring and shut the fuck up. Well, no, you don't get an extra steak or an extra... Uh, lobster just in case but the 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 whole thing here is that she needs to talk to Roy now and say you don't pull this on me the day before you want to bring somebody you better let me know when we first talk about that this is going to go on and then you could and say oh I'm going to bring somebody and then I can plan that ahead because uh, even though she doesn't want that but that's I mean that's the that's all she she can do or say is she's got to correct him. You can't call me the day before and say you're bringing somebody. He is. He does it consistently every single time. She should know he's going to do it and just plan on it. Okay. Either that, or you're going to ostracize him, and he's not going to come back to your little soirees. And frankly, why is it wrong for him to bring a guest when everybody else has their? Because he does it the day before. She should okay. fucking no, know no. after. Okay, what if it was years? Christmas? What if it was Christmas? And so uh -huh. here's Judy or whatever her name is sitting there with no presents and nothing to do, and the family all sits there opening up presents, feeling awkward because. And of that's it. why you know that he's going to do it, and you plan accordingly, and have a couple boxes of chocolate for the bitch to open. Okay. I hope that's it's uh, Russell Stover's. You know the best. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I oh, gentle reader. Pump it up to seas if you can afford to go 35 miles away for 10 freaking lobsters. He doesn't want this person to come expensive. anyway. Why should she make any effort? 
Go, read what she says. Okay, Daddy. As Miss Manners opposes bringing unauthorized guests, you could reasonably expect her to side with you. Sorry, this time she's going to side with Roy. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe it was putting quotation marks around Roy's friends that set her off. Okay. Uh, first, it cannot be a surprise that Roy brings a guest because you stated he inevitably does so. Second, you could have served Roy a smaller lobster or graciously eaten it yourself. Oh, Miss Manners is going in. Third, as this is a small family and you often get together, it might add some interesting element to have an outsider, especially as one of them may turn into your daughter-in-law or at least a partner, which you do allow. Hmm. Uh, one, uh, one, oh, and about those photos, if you ask Roy to submit a picture of his guests, he will have to plan ahead. Okay. I mean, I have no problem with him bringing a guest, but it, you don't bring somebody the day before. That's all I'm saying. You just no, tell Roy, totally agree if, he with brings you. Some, if he's going to bring somebody, mm -hmm. he has to let you know at least a week ahead of time. And I totally agree with that. I really do. Awesome. But I also know that this is going to inevitably happen. So just get an extra lobster, plan ahead. You know it's going to happen. She's not going to do that. She wants to complain about it. Well, yes. And, and, and but what I'm saying is if you're going to complain about it, you know, to a national newspaper, then you could at least complain to him about it and say, oh, it Roy, like she has. stop doing this. With one day in advance. That's all I'm asking. I want a week. Give me a week and you can invite whoever the fuck you want to bring. But it's not, it's rude to the host to do that to, to somebody. Oh, I mean, absolutely. No, I, I, I yeah, totally. That's all that. my problem is right there is that that's rude. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're, it, 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 the way it makes it sound, you know, there's going to be eight people. There's eight steaks. There's eight lobsters. Right. There's eight creme brulees, you know, prepared and ready to, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's what she does. Roy should be kind enough to accept that and just deal with his stepmother's bullshit. See, I, She's I, doing all the work I, here. I've had that same. I've had people do that to me before, too. And it it, it does change the dynamic of things. It is irritating. Especially when you plan ahead that damn far. But right. I'm also saying if he's not going to change, you've got to accommodate and just fucking just know what's going to happen and go with it. Anyway. All right. Hey, Chubbs, do you have any Halloween traditions? Yeah. Uh, shut off all the lights and sit in the back room. <laughs> same. Absolutely the same. That is my tradition now. Uh, we, when I was a kid, we used to have hot dogs and donuts and apple cider. That was well, our, our traditional dinner. You guys, not, you didn't hand them out. Oh God, no, no. We didn't, I mean, we had, when we were, when I was young, young, we handed out candy and stuff like that. I mean, after I stopped trick or treating, but, uh, but no, our family, it was a traditional family dinner of Halloween, of, uh, Hot dogs, hot dogs, donuts, and apple, and apple cider. cider. And I think it was not only seasonal, but it, it was just fucking easier. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing about Halloween is whatever food that you prepare, it has to be 
something you can go and pick up with by your hand and eat. It has, it's a, it's a, it's one of those holidays because every time the doorbell rings, you can't put down your lobster, Roy, and go and ask at the door. You have to, you, you can put down your hot dog, hand out some candy, come back, pick up your hot dog and eat it. Yeah. Uh, you can actually carry your hot dog with you. Um, uh, but you know, it may be <laughs> some of the mothers, but anyway, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, hey, Chubbs, which family member makes the best food? Um, my mother. Okay. I mean, but she's dead. Yeah. But she, yeah. she made the best food. I mean, she made amazing food. I, you know, I, I think back and and um, I talk to you know my nieces and stuff like that, and we remember elements of uh, of holidays were were are, are just uh, times where my mother made something. I she used to make this roast that um, my friends still talk about because. Uh, we after school we'd go back to my house, cut up the roast for roast beef sandwiches, and mm-hmm. and I've got one person that says they can't eat roast beef uh, any other way than if it was my mother's because it spoiled it. You go anywhere else and it's just disappointing. I'm like, yeah, yeah I agree. Well, that's cool. Uh, but now I'm the best cook. Well, yeah, I would. That's what I was gonna say. Out of the family, uh, out of the family, uh, I would be second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, well, I mean, my great grandmother was a good cook. Um, she was, you know, but I didn't get to eat too much, uh, because she died when I was eight. But I remember the food that she cooked being really good. Um, and then, then it would be me. And I, yeah, it would be me. So there we go. Uh, lunchbox well mr moose wrote in and said what's in your lunchbox and he said a lot of things are in my box Mm -hmm. starting with he picked up a slice of cake there is a layer of yellow cake topped with chocolate mousse another layer of cake topped with cheesecake filling another layer of cake topped with chocolate icing whipped cream on top with white chocolate shaving you said it was really rich. Yeah, it's that's actually. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's ganache on the top, which makes it even more rich, uh, more rich than icing normally would be. But yeah, yeah that thing looks incredibly fattening. Uh, it looks just incredible. But if but you know if you've been working your legs today and and the day yeah. before you worked your your arms, you can afford this. That's true. So go get yourself a piece. Oh my God, what is this? Uh, so home again, needed comfort food, made chicken pot pie, organic chicken cooked in a little olive oil, carrots, onions, celery, peas sauteed in olive oil. Sauce is chicken stock thickened with into uh, thickened with a roux and cream added for richness. Simple spices of parsley, thyme, salt and pepper. That sounds awesome yeah you know you know and and he took the time to make his own brew and and mm-hmm. and you know his uh sauce and with me it's uh a can of the uh uh the the large can of the cream of chicken soup ah uh, yeah probably a can of cream of celery soup mm-hmm. and then add your vegetables and your chicken and throw it into a 
a pan and cook it and go, Ooh, look at, Oh, I'm sweaty from all the work. I used to, I used to, uh, saute, um, chicken, uh, with some veggies and then put the, uh, the soup in and, uh, it would make it just like a pot pie. It was so amazing. Well, see, you know, the thing about pot pies is oh, I don't, and curry. I'd I don't curry. like the crust. I love, and see, that's, I love the crust. The crust is yeah. my favorite part. So to me, it's like, um, just as long as the inside's good, you know, that's, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Now for me, the crust is like the dessert of the pot pie. All right. Oh, okay. uh, this, what is this? Another bowl of red curry chicken. I can eat my weight in this stuff. This is red curry? Yeah. Okay. You can kind of see some flakes of red. Uh, and then woke this morning, wanted bread, wanting bread, made homemade yeast bread and ate some warm out of the oven. Ugh, and it looks great. This is one of Sean's favorites. Bread right out of the oven like that? Uh, well, warm bread with butter on it. Yeah, that's, I, I really am into that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually like it to be, um, more like toasted, like a garlic bread or. It sounds good too. But, but, um, only because it, it holds up better when you bite into it. Cause when mm-hmm. you've got beautiful soft bread like this and you bite into it, it just kind of, you know, you could, you could roll it into a ball and eat it like yeah. that. Uh, it doesn't hold up as well. I just like the texture, I think, of the, uh, of the bread when it's toasted, but this is, I can, I can almost, I, I want to touch it and I have, I keep touching the ah. thing. It's warm and mm. is the butter soft and ready to melt? Oh God. Yeah. And I see I, the, the well, last picture is of, of actually two of those loaves. Yep. So there's a second one roaming around. Uh, probably not anymore. <laughs> Yeah. All right, what's in your lunchbox? If you want to send us what's in your lunchbox, send it to chubsgonewild at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, a reminder that Golden Rule Services wants you to know about an important tool in preventing you from contracting HIV. PrEP is a medication proven to be 99% effective in preventing HIV infection. To learn more about PrEP, visit sacgrs.org and find Tom's other podcast at swannerandjud.com. Find my books over at justkisstheguy.com. Find all of our links at allmylinks.com slash Chubs Gone Wild. And give us a call at 408-69-CHUBS. Yes, queen. Oh, and uh, you know what? I forgot I should send a chub hug out to Skeeter, our new friend. Oh, you mean Monk? Huh? Yes. Exactly. I mean, his full name is Skeeter. He's rejecting rejecting that hard, but yeah. Yeah, well, you watch. You watch uh, Sunday how hard he's going to reject it when everyone's calling it gonk. Aww. (laughs) And and all I need is it to run to me once when I say gonk, and I'm going to go, I think we have a change uh, to be made in name here, I think. And he'll go, no! And I'll be hee hee hee. So for for those who are wondering, we are talking about our friend uh, Clint's uh, new pup, who uh, two year old from the shelter, skinny it, was sick, it, and it, it's it's about the size of a yam with a head. Yeah, he's he's a little guy, but I've met him and 
let me tell you, he is one bundle of love. All right. We love you, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.